Welcome to this week's Intro Comics. I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I saw a werewolf drinking a pina colada at Trader Vic's. His hair was perfect. Are you combining, like, if you like pina coladas and werewolves of London? Uh, it's just werewolves of London. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you're overthinking yeah. it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. It's like one of the last lines in the song. Yeah. I didn't realize that Warren T. Von Stoll from the pina colada guy. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> He uh he took that song. He said, "I think you've got a good idea here, but yeah. I like." You know what the song better. needs werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> and that was his entire songwriting approach. I think a lot of songs just need more both werewolves and mm-hmm. pina coladas. It's true. Uh, I can think of one other werewolf song. No, two other werewolf songs. I can think of one where there's a bar mitzvah. That's the one. <laughs> uh, oh shit! What's the other one? You know, it's Werewolf Shame by Direct Hit. Uh, also covered by mixtapes. Um, yeah, I've yeah. heard of either of those. There's also the Kyle Kinane joke about being a werewolf yeah. and the Coors Lights being the silver bullet you need to kill the beast. Yeah. Uh, that's that's good. <laughs> and the line in this is, is Trader Vicks, even though uh, we got Trader Chapato and, yeah. <laughs> and all those guys in Kyle Kinane, which I'm I'm very excited to go see Kyle Kinane. Alex and I are going to go see yeah. a concert together. Uh, in October. Yep, we yeah. have to be vaccinated by then, so uh, <laughs> yeah. we're going to have to forge some documents. Yeah, it's a real, yeah, <laughs> they're just taking away our freedoms and our bodily autonomy, but only for me and men, no one else, Yeah, <laughs> only for like-minded individuals. Yeah, only for cisgendered white men mm-hmm. does this rule apply. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I just got in my vaccination laminated card holder, and oh, I nice. feel like I am ready to go to the ball. <laughs> I hope you go to several balls. I hope you... Have several ball gowns. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, okay, I'm going to Kyle Kinane. Okay, and gonna go see the Rolling Stones. R.I.P. Charlie, uh, Saint Vincent. Might do some California shit. We'll see. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Do you have any news? Oh, bitch! I got all the fucking news. I hope you're goddamn ready. Okay. Uh, Venom Two has been delayed until October 15th. Which, yeah, yeah. Which also came out as not true. Yeah, because uh, it's going to be delayed until 2022. Yeah. It came out like two days later. But then that's it came out. a rumor? No, but that's also been debunked as well, too. Apparently, it's coming out in October. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I was on you. Uh, I was following that roller coaster. Yeah, it's uh, a weird one. And then, because like, then there were rumors that it was going to be Morbius taking its place in October, which I, which I would have been like fine with. Right uh, because, like, okay, vampire movie, October, yeah, sure. Yeah. Honestly. And I, 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 even though I'm more excited for. Venom 2, I would have been fine with that change. I don't even know what's going on with Sony anymore. Yeah, they're a fucking mess. Oh my god. Um, Shang-Chi, uh, I, I liked this news <laughs> because I like Simu Lu all fucking... I like him so much. Uh, Shang-Chi's not going to be premiering on Disney+. Plus, uh, At least uh, for the first 45 days, anyhow. Uh, and Disney's CEO said that it was an experiment yeah. that they were trying out. And Simu Lu just fucking lambasted that decision on twitter and like really the phrasing of calling it an experiment saying we're not an experiment like these are our fucking lives like we're gonna go out here and kill it i really like that i love the attitude um i love the winning attitude but more realistically i love everybody calling out disney right now it's been amazing yeah it's i have no problem with not being on premiere access yeah the only thing i would have with it is that if the 
actors had it in their contracts that they would, or not just the actors, but any, uh, worked in the film had it in their contract that they'd also get a cut of any, uh, VOD money, but yeah, who knows? I mean, I don't, I don't know how much hot water Disney's going about to be in, but it, it seems like with some of their biggest stars, uh, Elizabeth Olsen just showed her support for, uh, Scarlet yeah. saying that she was a total badass for, for suing yeah. Disney. Like you just need to get their shit together. It's really, yeah, it's really just, supposedly like Bob Chackett in the board, not like yes, Feige. No uh, surprise. Yeah. Feige's yeah. behind the, the Marvel people. 100%. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's two separate entities, but yeah, Feige definitely stands with his, his people. Sure. It's, uh, it's all dumb. Anthony Mackie has supposedly signed on for Captain America four, which is the film, which is bold that Disney would announce that film before signing on the title character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be really bold. <laughs> uh, so I'm glad that they got him on board. Um, we have heard that uh, Dominique Thorne is going to be playing Riri Williams, uh, a.k.a. Ironheart in Black Panther 2. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing. I can't wait to see that. That'll be carrying on some Tony Stark legacy. Uh, I think that's a great potential reintroduction of Robert Downey Jr. into the Marvel franchise. At least in a cameo capacity. Sure. I would almost be surprised if he doesn't, especially with the connection that he and uh, Chadwick had. Yeah, yeah. That'd be I cool. We'll see. Am, I've got a, a huge earmark on Black yeah. Panther 2 for that reason. Um, really exciting uh, for that. Uh, what news do you have? I've got a few more things on here. Oh, I've got no news. Uh, we have our fourth official um, DC HBO Max film announced. Can you name them all? Blue Beetle. Yep. Uh Bat Girl. Yep. Uh I should know the rest. Two more females. One uh, of them was just announced. It's not it's not Birds of Prey, but one of them. It's it's Birds of Prey characters, but not with Harley. Correct. Uh, uh that's one specifically. Black Canary. Yes. Uh just got announced. Yeah. So exciting for for them. Uh, and then Zatanna is going to have her movies. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So uh, cool. And then let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, this came out today. Uh, the guy that uh, broke the news of when Spider-Man's trailer was going to be released, uh-huh. which we'll talk about in a moment, uh, has also uh, spread the rumor, but he won't say who it is. Uh, he spread the rumor that Wanda in Doctor Strange 2 is going to be facing off against a Fox verse character. Huh. Yep. So if it, signs are so, yeah, to if a it's Magneto. yeah, if it's not Magneto, it's it's Toad. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, uh, Marvel Midnight Suns <laughs> has been announced as well. I think that's a video game, mm-hmm. right? Cool. Yeah. It looks not great. Neat. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe we'll play it. Doesn't yeah. look anywhere as near as the yeah. uh, Bat Family games. No. Uh, and then, last but not least, we have two major trailers. Come out. We have the actual Eternals trailer come out for the first time. Yes, which I did not watch. She didn't watch. Um, It was good. Good to hear. Uh, I don't have a lot of hopes for this movie. Really? The more that I'm seeing of it, the less I'm expecting of it. uh, And the less I'm expecting of the Eternals down the line. And the more I'm thinking it is a horrible movie uh, or a horrible decision to do this cast of characters for Marvel. Okay. Well, I hope you're wrong. I do too. I really hope I'm wrong, and I hope that they can make it work really well. But it's going to be so weird when you start. You've got the 
Eternals, you've got the potentially the Inhumans, you've got mutants and all this other shit coming. Like, goddamn. Which is which is weird because all we need is Gambit, nothing else. Just cancel Eternals. Yep. Sure. Cancel the Fantastic Four. Wait, no. Cancel it all. Hold on. Uh, only Hold Gambit. On, wait, Kevin. Kevin, Avengers, if you're Kevin, Avengers Five. Turn this off. Gambit leading a team of Gambit clones. Skip forward like twenty minutes. Uh, Spider Man also had his trailer come out. Did you watch this one? I did watch that one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, I do not care about anything though, except for the pumpkin bomb, the Green Goblin laugh, and Alfred Molina appearing again as Doc Ock. Yeah, we've got those two. Uh, supposedly, we're gonna have the lizard. Uh, there was supposedly a still that. If we do not have that. Charlie Cox, though, that, that that's all I care about. I want those rumors to be true of Daredevil appearing as as his lawyer whenever Peter is in legal trouble. Oh my god, I fucking hope so. Um, we've got Sandman and Electro confirmed appearances as well. Uh, yeah, supposedly. if we get Jamie Foxx's Electro, but we cannot bring uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin into this universe, then, then what's the point? We've got we've got five confirmed pretty much yeah. villains of the Sinister Six. Who's going to be the last one? So we have Goblin. Electro. Yep. Doc Ock. Yep. Three. Sandman. Yep. We don't have Craven, but there has been a Craven movie confirmed yeah, by Sony. Lizard. Uh, the Lizard. Maybe Vulture's been a part of the Sinister Six. That's that's going to be like the main go-to, right? Yeah, I'd imagine so. I mean, um, you could get really fucking crazy with it and bring in maybe Woody Harrelson or Tom Hardy. Yeah, th- th- that'd be the craziest really thing. I, I, I don't see that happening, but th- that would be the craziest thing. I wouldn't be shocked. Honestly. I don't think it's going to be Venom if Venom does get pushed back to 2022. Because No Way Home comes out in December. Oh, that's a great point. That's a fantastic yeah, So we'll see. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I just want to see those two interacting. I know. Yeah. I want, I want that so fucking bad. But, man, this trailer looks so good. Yeah, it really did. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, more Doctor Strange is always a good thing as well, too. Yeah, there's uh, early talk that it could be Mephisto or Agatha. Yeah, sure. Uh, more uh, Mephisto rumors. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's everywhere these yeah. days. Yeah. Uh, so. I'm, I'm tired of them. And I, I want them to just bring Mephisto in and be like, oh, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, like, I, just to be like, I agree. Except instead of Mephisto, I want it to be Gambit and for him to be alive. Oh, I would love it if Gambit was dead. Yeah, they just like showed his body and that was it. <laughs> That'd be the weird <laughs> thing. <laughs> like they got back what's his face from Friday Night Lights who played Gambit uh, in Wolverine Origins. Uh, Channing Tatum. He, he was gonna no. do a, a Gambit movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were your thoughts on that? I'm, I'm, I'm I would watch it, but I'm glad it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> So there was rumors at one point that Sawyer from Lost was going to play game oh, like like way choice. back when he, he, he would have been a great choice. yeah he would have been a fantastic choice born to play that role yeah I know so oh God. instead we got what's it Taylor Kitsch that's the name right uh, yeah can we just get uh, Neon Joe <laughs> yeah uh, please uh, speaking of werewolves <laughs> yeah, exactly John Glasser oh my God that would <laughs> he's I, got the accent I we know would he watch, can do it yeah. Uh, that's a great point. I want to uh, watch John Glasser French uh, Anna Paquin for like. I want to. I hope they cast uh, John. Gla- I hope they recast Abomination and have it be John Glasser. John Glasser from yeah. Delocated and uh, Parks and Rec fame. And John Glasser loves gear. And John Glasser loves gear. Yeah. And Neon Joe Werewolf Hunter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I said Delocated. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. You did, which brought the idea to a of a Scott Mitzvah. 
in Norse Scott Toto. Uh, yeah, which, by yeah. the way, is the only Scott reference that I will audibly just crack up at every single time I hear it, <laughs> having a Scott Pitts Because Scott's very serious. That's why you don't laugh at it. You take it seriously. The skank dance is very serious. Uh, I think I, I need to redo our Instagram, and I need it to start with you skanking. Uh, hopefully silently. Uh, <laughs> I really don't want you to appropriate my culture for your social media. <laughs> Well, let's get into this week. Uh, we were talking about, I don't even know that we've talked about what we're talking about this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're talking about first we the first three episodes of Marvel's What If, and then we're talking about part one of Master of the Universe Revelation, because part two has not been released Five yet. episodes of that. Yeah. Uh, let's start, let's go episode by episode. Okay. Uh, so the gist, I'll uh, spoilers for everything. The gist of What If, it's based off the comic book series of the same name of it's Marvel's character stories you know, but what if something changed? Like, for instance, like, what if Reed Richards had been the one that got the scar- scars and Doctor Doom uh, became the founding member of the Fantastic Four? Stuff like, stuff like that. Uh, for the first episode, we get what if Peggy Carter had gotten the Super Soldier Serum and not Steve Rogers? Uh, yes. Uh, let's get absolutely into it. But before we do, what is your... A, familiarity with what if stuff, and B, what are your opinions on what if stuff? I've read a ton of what if. Uh, it is very hit or miss. Uh, yeah. There's, there's some great stuff and stuff that just doesn't do much for me as well, which is kind of how I feel about this show so far. Yeah. Uh, First, let's talk animation style. What do you think of this animation style? I like this animation style, and I don't, I, I was hoping to avoid like direct comparisons yet, but like I watched this, and then I watched uh, Master of the Universe first episode. And I was like, oh, I actually enjoy, like, the Master of the Universe original animation style more than what I saw in the first episode of What If. But as I've watched more What If, I've come to enjoy the art style. I feel the opposite, honestly. And I really enjoy the uh, Master of the Universe style. And my girlfriend, like, we <laughs> watched it. Uh, well, she didn't watch it with me, but she watched the trailer with me. Yeah. And she was like, ooh, I would love to smoke a lot of weed and watch yeah. this. Like, that seems like a fun idea. Yeah. And I was like, Legal marijuana. Yep. Yes. We both have medical cards here in Oklahoma. And I could not have said that more country. Yeah. Well, of course, and you also do work for a uh, medical supplier as well, too. Yeah, I, I provide yeah. medicine to people. Yeah. I am in the medical field. Uh, <laughs> also, this medical is not in media with our podcast, but we're going to talk about it for a tip for talk about it. I've been watching Reservation Dogs. Oh, yeah. Uh, on FX, but we'll talk about that afterwards. And by the way, my company was just featured on Netflix. Were they really? On In the chair, yeah. Some oh, were they really? The, 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 the chair is on my list, so I'm excited. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, it is a Duplass brother as well. I hope you get to meet Sandra O oh because of that. I don't. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> what a raw deal. Anyways. I hope I can meet Jody Comer. <laughs> can back, back to being on topic. Uh, and real quick, actually, we'll get to that, that comparison later. So, uh, Captain Carter. Yes. Uh, I thought this so far out of the three was the weakest by far out of the episodes. Uh, there was stuff I did enjoy, but it felt too much beat for beat as the first Captain America movie for a lot of it. But there were some things I, I liked uh, a lot. I loved uh, Howard Stark building like the proto Iron Man suit for Steve. I thought that was really That's nice. Great. I loved Dominic Cooper appearing again as Howard. I thought he was one of the better gave one of the better voice performances out of the returning big name actors uh, in the series. That's that's the thing that I think is going to be a, a big through line between these two, especially since we're doing two animated series. The voice acting in the Marvel series 
is a thousand times as good as it is in the Masters of the Universe series. I actually disagree with that. I oh, think really? oh, I, I think that. Masters is stronger only. But I think Masters for two reasons because Masters is campier by its nature, so that people can be more emotive and be more over the top, which uh, we'll I get, think we'll lends itself. We'll uh, but and I, the biggest thing I enjoyed about the first episode was that it showed that at least in this universe that Peggy still loved Steve, not because Steve was Captain America, but because of who Steve Rogers is. Like that's something that I really appreciated and took away from like the core of that first episode. Yeah, uh, seeing seeing Peggy do a ton of just amazing shit too, as Captain and being America. very British about it as well too, which I enjoyed. Uh, yeah, yeah, she, she's not Captain America. Because she's not American. No. Uh, but they did a lot of really neat things with it. And like with the USO tours and shit. And like they really added a lot to the dynamic. And, and we got like all- a five on reviews. But to me, this was incredible. Like I loved this first episode. Really? And I, I think a big part of it. It's interesting because you have not watched. You, didn't, you never watched Agent Carter, right? Correct. Uh, and I watched every episode of Agent Carter. And I, I love that series. And I think Haley Atwell is fantastic as Peggy Carter as yeah, well. She an and, job. and I'm love to see more of her. And I will say this from each episode, I want to see more f- from stories from each of those universes that, that we've seen as oh, well. Oh, fun, yeah. Uh, but I did like the big, like, Leviathan sort of Kraken, like that supernatural thing that they're fighting at the very end because everything with the Tesseract goes wrong. Oh man, I like the way that they that they tied that into what actually happens with Captain mm-hmm. America. I that, that was that's a lot of the fun. catalyst for Captain America being frozen in time. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really clever. Uh, yeah, and that ending was a little bit dark as well too. It was incredibly yeah. dark. Yeah, which and we haven't really gotten to it as well too. But we will. But episode three is also very dark as well. Yeah. Oh, big uh, time. Way darker than I was, I was expecting. Uh, the, the show to get. But yeah. So so give us a recap. What happens in episode one? Give me the give me a like a thirty second. What okay. happens? Okay, America's fighting Nazis because Nazis are bad. Yep. Uh, they give super. Ser- Hold on, I need to I need to recap on. They that. give the. Can you, can you give me a twenty five <laughs> minute recap on why? No. Uh, they give the serum to Steve, but oh no, it gets sabotaged. Peggy jumps in the last minute to get the serum. It works. She's ripped. They don't want her to. They don't want her to be the because face. Girl. Yes, yeah. because she's a woman. Uh, Howard Stark goes behind their backs and builds a suit for Steve and helps Peggy. That's the kind of person that Howard is. Uh, Peggy flips tanks, uh, which is a lot of fun. The yeah. Howling Commandos join in uh, as great. well. That was so. That's a great time. Uh, Red Skull overthrows the Nazis, which I guess hooray. Uh, yeah. But Hydra overtakes I the Nazis. Knew Red yeah. Skull was a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then Steve almost dies, but doesn't. Uh, and then Peggy sacrifices then herself through the door, uh, which is how she gets frozen. Yeah, uh, she goes back to beat the Kraken thing mm-hmm. to death. Uh, when she comes out the other side, the Kraken's limbs are all around her, and she finds out that it's like sixty years later. Yeah, and everyone that she knows is dead. Yeah, the end. Yeah, except <laughs> she knows now she has new friends and Hawkeye and Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, do you want to skip to episode three? Because speaking of Hawkeye and Nick Fury, we can talk about episode three and then go back to episode two yeah why not yeah uh, let's fuck it all up so spoilers for episode three <laughs> yeah yeah but like no no, no let's not do that uh, that's okay that's okay people are gonna try and listen to it in okay order. sure that's a good point yeah yeah, yeah. okay yet. so we're back to episode two okay uh this uh, what is star lord was black panther yes uh 
what a Black Panther, Panther was Star Lord. Yeah, yeah. Much different story if there was a white Black Panther <laughs> uh, from rural Missouri coming in. Uh, this was the funniest of three by far. Yeah, and it was the most fun. And it was yeah, it definitely was. The I most loved fun. the reason that like they captured T'Challa instead of Star Lord. It was the Ravagers picked him up. It was a uh, Sean Gunn's character uh, and Taserface, I think, because he's like they look the same. They got. Uh, you know, a face hole and those two holes up there. And, like, they, they're the same amount of holes. Like, I love that it was just them being idiots, which the, is why. The Ravagers are are a, a welcome mm. component to any episode. And unlike, like, the Captain Carter episode, this opens with a very familiar scene, like that does, with a Star-Lord stealing crystal. Uh, but uh, instead of, like, when he gets confronted by Jamon Husu's char- yeah, yeah. character... Uh, and he's like, oh, I'm Star-Lord. Instead of being like the iconic coup that we get from Guardians, he's like, oh, I love you. Like, I'm a huge fan. That, like, that, like, I love how all of that played out. It immediately put me at ease. It yes. immediately just had me, like, I was smiling. I, I mean, I wasn't, like, cracking up, like, dying laughing or anything. It wasn't, like, the most yeah. hilarious thing I've ever seen. Like, but it was clever. Yes. And it was funny. And it was original. And it just, like, put me in a good mood watching somebody... Say, oh my god, I'm your biggest fan. I can't wait for you to beat the shit out yes. of me in like 10 seconds. And then from there, this story is completely original as well, too, for a what if. Like, it, it doesn't follow Guardians 1 at all after that. I guess that's true. Uh, I mean, we have a, a face-off with Collector, but none of that yes. ever happens. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I loved all that as well, too, just because it was so well done. Uh, we get to see a lot of familiar Guardians characters. We get to see Nebula uh, with hair. In cool. a dress, yeah, which I, I like that character design. Uh, we got to see Drax as a bartender, but he's still very much Drax, not understanding social cues. Like he demands a picture of Star Lord, but wants to take another one because Star Star looks terrible in that picture, and Drax looks <laughs> way better in the picture. Uh, but the the biggest thing with this is my favorite thing with it was Thanos is a part of the crew as well too, yeah. and I love that Thanos is not. Uh, convent Thanos not want to get the Infinity Stones all because of just a conversation with T'Challa. Like T'Challa alone by himself, just by talking with him and reasoning with him. But I love that we saw Thanos pitching his idea and everyone was like, that's genocide. And he's like, no, no, it's not genocide. Uh, I, like, I thought that all that was great. Although we got Josh Brolin to return for that role as well. So and good. tragically, this was Chadwick Boseman's last performance uh, as an actor. No, this is the last one, I believe. Really? Yeah. I thought uh, he was going to be in two or three. Not to my knowledge. He might be, but like it's, but he was fantastic. Like, and it's just a reminder of like how much it sucked that he's gone. Yeah. And they, I mean, they, we got the big title card on everything <laughs> to our, our friend and hero yeah. Chadwick and whatever yeah. that said. It was, it was really beautiful and really touching. We got, and because we've got a lot more of the Black Order, which I enjoyed seeing. Uh, Proxima yeah, Midnight, Ebony Order. Yeah, yeah. Ebony Mom. Yeah. Uh, Proxima Midnight. Uh, yeah. And uh, Cole, I can't remember his last name. C-U-L-L, but whatever. Uh, but uh, That's not right. Uh, I think but I think the biggest surprise from the Collector, he was a cameo. He was an after credit scene in Guardians. But in this, he played a more prominent role. We got to see more of Howard the Duck. Also, with Seth Green reprising his role. Uh, you're thinking of Black Dwarf? Maybe. Or Supergiant. Yeah, Supergiant's not in the Marvel films at all. No. 
Uh, no, it's Ebony Maw, Corvus Glaive, Proxima Midnight, and Black Dwarf. And Black Dwarf has a different name in the movies, uh, I believe. Yep, uh, it's Little Bitch. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that's it. Uh, but I thought I thought it was all great. I love that T'Challa had his own like secret plan that he kept hidden from the rest of the Ravagers crew. Which he had like, a very like Ocean's Eleven kind of feel to it. Uh, it did. Like we we kind of had like a turn right at the end, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah! This is this is some amazing shit." I absolutely love it. And he all like his crew that he had on the on the inside the whole time was Nebula. Like, yeah, and they they gave reasons as to why T'Challa wouldn't just return to Earth immediately, which is basically Yondu lying to him. Uh, yeah. But like, I love that they explained that as well. This was the story was just so much fun. Was this directed by Soderbergh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, <laughs> he, he wrote, directed, played every role. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. I would have thought that he would have gotten like a Clooney, a Pitt, and a Damon, a Cheadle. <laughs> going a back to the uh, animation style. Well, to be fair, both Matt Damon and Cheadle are part of the MCU. Yeah, That's fair. Yeah. That's fair uh, and true. But going back to the animation style, I thought the animation style worked better in this episode because it's what, being in outer space, a lying... Uh, allowing for these more uh, extraterrestrial like set designs, I think worked really well too. There's more colorful, naturally based off the people that are in the show. Right. That will, and small stuff is what I love. I love that he has the same Star Lord helmet design, but the eyes are purple, which I thought was a nice callback to T'Challa. He still wears the, the Wakanda. Necklace. Yes, yeah, I thought all that was really great. Yeah, and Nebula like makes some comments to him, like, mm. "Why did you never go back?" and all this stuff and. I thought it was some some really insightful, cool little bits of, of yeah. what ifness, uh, but I really like the especially after, I guess it was like a year and a half ago now. Yeah. But that Rick and Morty episode with uh, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I got I got very that. Yeah, it, it had some element of that too. This episode, this was a lot of fun, and but like that's Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. That is what it. Yeah. That whole episode was. Uh, so for episode three, which is the latest one out, and I think. This episode in particular was the one that had like the more like what the fuck moments for me. Like it kept kept me or I kept being surprised again and again in episode three. Oh yeah, we have a lot of really cool shit. It was a, it was a sweet little mystery. Yeah. In this episode, but this one is what if all the Marvel heroes died? Is, is, is what if Loki had won? Like that was the one against the Avengers. Uh, so we see initially uh, Tony Stark dies first. Yes. Uh, from Iron Man three, when Black, I think it's Iron Man three, maybe it's two. Two. Yeah. Two. Uh, when Black Widow uh, injects him at the diner. Yes. Uh, she is unable to inject him, and he dies on the flying spot. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know why. Don't know why. Uh, and then the next, I think we're just gonna go over. Her. So. Black Widow is arrested uh, for killing Tony Stark, uh, but yep. Nick Fury helps break her out and free her, and she goes on the lamb working for him. And then uh, we uh, move to Hawkeye. We move uh, to te- Thor, the first Thor movie. Yep, when um, Hawkeye's got an eye on him, yes. he's got a bead. Nick Fury tells him to hold steady, don't yeah. don't shoot this guy right yeah. in the chest. And yeah. then what does he do? He shoots him right in the chest. Yes. And he's and, like, hey, it wasn't me. Yeah, and kills him. He, he pulls a shaggy. Yeah, <laughs> this was and kills Thor, which is my only like minor gripe because I have a hard time believing that, that a single Thor from Hawkeye <laughs> w- w- would kill Thor. 
But that's that's my most minor of gripes. But that film, like, come on, guys. I'll suspend my disbelief. I know this is a what if, and it's a cartoon, but yeah, uh, agreed. I and then who do we go to next? Oh, then we go back to Hawkeye. He's in prison, uh, and he's being questioned, uh, and he's saying he didn't do it. Uh, and then Fury and Coulson go to Hawkeye, and he's dead. He's been killed in a cell, and they don't know how because they've let no one inside the cell. Yep, except for me. Which- yeah. It was a conjugal visit. And Fury and Wanda, <laughs> not Wanda, Fury and Natasha figure out that someone is targeting the names in the Avengers Initiatives file. Uh, and so Wanda is after the next name in there, which is Bruce Banner. Uh, she comes to Betsy Ross uh, on a campus in Virginia, uh, which leads her to Bruce. Uh, and then General Ross shows up to attack Bruce and kill him. And they get shot. Natasha pieces out of there immediately. And Hulk hulks out to Rampage. Except he never stops growing. Yeah, he just keeps getting bigger and bigger. He kind of looks like a booger that just explodes. Yeah, the Hulk explodes. Like, that's how he dies. He goes massive and he explodes. This episode had an exploding Hulk. uh, With, like... And the, they kept repeating. Both Betsy and Bruce was like, the Hulk can't die. That was almost like a nice echo... To the Immortal Hulk run by Al Ewing as well, yeah. too. Uh, nice little reference to it. Uh, but I guess exploding him is one way to kill him. Kill yeah. him dead pretty quick that way. Uh, and then we get to the next one is Natasha in the library, right? Yeah. It yeah. burns to the library. Uh, she calls Coulson demanding his password to get into, to see the rest of the files. Uh, Coulson's password was great. I think it was Steve, Steve, Steve. Or no, it's hashtag Steve, Steve, Steve. Uh, like, like, yeah, like, like, I heart Steve, something like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, for Steve Rogers, I, I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> it should have been like <laughs> Phil Rogers mm-hmm. <laughs> heart, <laughs> heart emoji, heart emoji. Uh, but meanwhile, so Loki, Lady Sif, uh, the, the Warriors Three, the entire Skarner army comes to Earth to take it over and demand vengeance for Thor's death. Uh, Nick Fury agrees, or Loki agrees to Nick Fury basically until set up to solve the mystery of who's doing this. Uh, did you have any idea who's doing it? Yeah. Um, I did not, but I will say this my wife did, uh, and guessed it immediately after like five minutes. Oh man, so she guessed it like at the Tony Stark shit. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well done, uh, Jess. I thought so too. Uh, I don't know if she thought it was that version of him sure. or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're about to start to talk yeah. about it. Uh, Ant Man, yeah. Hank Pym, yes, uh, is the is the culprit. Yes, uh, uh, and we find this out because in her dying words to Fury, yeah. uh, Black Widow says it's, it's all about, about hope. hope. Yes, which is Hope Van Dyne, which is the Wasp and yeah. uh, Man of the Wasp, and obviously all the other films. Yeah, uh, we come to find out that she is dead in this universe. I love that we see Hank. Hank looks different. like he looks crazy and haggard, but he's also dressed in, in the yellow jacket armor too, which I thought was like a nice I touch. Love that. I love uh, it so much. So I thought all oh, that was well done. And what I loved about this, like it shows how powerful someone like Ant Man can be. Y- you change their motives, and it completely changes like the entire scope uh, of the MCU. Yeah, one person can go unchecked, and then it's just catastrophe. And we'll say that Hope was an agent of. Agent of Shield, and she died, and uh, Hank Pym blames Nick Fury, which is why he's done all this. Yep. 
Uh, and what do you think of the fight scene between Hank and Nick Fury? Oh, I loved it. And I loved the way that they used Loki and mm-hmm. made 8 million fucking Nick Furies to just beat the shit out of him. Uh, I will say, for most of the main characters, the main cast has returned, but Natasha was not voiced by Scarlett Johansson in this episode. Uh, it was She was voiced by Lake Bell, uh, which I thought Lake Bell did a really good job of sounding very close to Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, it's it's just slightly different, but really not that noticeable at all. Lake Bell's a phenomenal comedic actress. Yes. Uh, if you haven't watched anything that she's done, you're probably wrong, and you probably have seen yeah, it. You just need to watch Children's Hospital. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do need to watch Children's Hospital. Everybody uh, should watch Children's Hospital. I, especially children, because <laughs> they learn what hospitals are like. <laughs> uh, and if you need to know what Michael Sarah sounds like. Okay, so what was your favorite episode out of the three that we've seen? Probably the second one, right? Yeah, same here. Like, I mean, it was the most fun. Yeah, it was. And when I'm watching something like this, that's the intention of it is to be quirky and weird and goofy yeah. and fun. I'm I'm looking for the fun. Like, that's the thing that sticks out to me personally the most. Yeah, I, if your favorite episode's the most recent one, I get that too. And I will say, I don't think the most recent one would have been effective if they didn't kill people. The fact that they were just outright Killing the Avengers again and again yep. made it a lot more effective. And two things. They cleverly did bring up the beeper that Nick Fury had and why he chose not to use it because he saw the mystery instead of yeah, calling Captain Marvel down. Marvel appearance? Yes. Was that Brie Larson? Uh, I did not check. Uh, oh, well, but, you're a piece of shit. But in a hint at... And in this universe, Steve was never unfrozen as well, too, which is a big change. Yeah, that is yeah. That was kind of strange. Um, but anyways... So let's move on to Master of the so Universe. So really, they should have called that episode, What If a Bunch of Things are, Were Different? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what was your experience with He-Man before? Uh, I was a He-Man virgin. Oh, wow. I, I was ready to deflower myself. Uh, and we'll, let's... We'll, we'll which which is interesting, because he, Master of the Universe Revelation is a direct continuation of the original He-Man TV series. Sure. I, I was told this. Um, and, <laughs> what is, uh, I guess, what's your what's your affiliation? With I watched this? the cartoon. Some as a kid, because uh, you know, like when we were younger, like fantasy comic book stuff wasn't as readily available. Like you just kind of watched like what was on TV. And yeah. If human if, if, if was on, when then we I were watched children, it. you really had to struggle to find a scantily clad man that was just bursting yes. with muscles. Yeah, except for the one that kept coming to my bedroom all the time. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, and aside from that, uh, of the Indian Bible, I read some of the Master of the Universe comic books. There was also Injustice. Do you think that He Man was responsible for? (laughs) A lot. (laughs) I believe it. I I guarantee there's a a healthy amount of He Man uh, fan fiction (laughs) out there. Oh my God, I cannot imagine. Okay. So, as someone who had no experience with the previous uh, line, what were your initial thoughts going in with the first episode? Uh, my initial thoughts were, wow, this looks incredible. Uh, I love me some Mark Hamill as Skeletor. He does the, the voice impeccably. A- and it was just trying to f- suss out without looking at IMDb who all the voices <laughs> were. Honestly, I will say. trying to enjoy the story. I thought Chris Wood did a good job as He-Man. He and did an incredible job. Whenever, like... There's something about it, like I don't know why, but like when He Man does, like the I have the power, like like that line, the way it's delivered, like still gets to me like a little bit. I'm like that. So is... I I want to. I'm sorry that I'm interrupting. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, the line I have the power is amazing. Mm-hmm. Is 
iconic. Delivered really well, I and felt And he like. says, I have the power. Uh, but before he says that, and I, like I said, I'm a, a total He-Man virgin. Yeah. Before he says, I have the power, he says, by the power of Grayskull, yes. I have the power. Which seems redundant <laughs> to me to mention power twice. Look, I don't like think like wizards spend a lot of time like <laughs> drafting and redrafting their spells for l- l- linguistic reasons. Maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, I will say too, this show was a lot more brutal than I expected it to be because there's a ton of like deaths and character deaths. Yeah, I love that. And this, which I did not expect. Uh, I thought, like you mentioned, you were trying to figure out who the voice cast was for a lot of people. In the show, I thought the voice cast was really strong. I thought Lena Headey was great as Evil Lynn uh, in the series. She had she had quite a few great moments. Yeah, I, say, sure. I thought Sarah Michelle Gellar was really strong as Tila Ooh, as well. You didn't like her. Disagree. I thought she agreed. She uh, was, in my personal opinion, and you're everybody's welcome to their own opinion. That's why we have these things. Out of everything that we're talking about today, Sarah Michelle Gellar was by far the worst voice actor out of. Everybody, bar none, bar none. I thought she did a shit job. I thought that her every single one of her lines was delivered identically, regardless of the weight and heft of the situation. She sounded the same no matter what. I will rewatch them and tell me. I'm I will wrong. not have rewatch you them. slander the third billing of cruel intentions ever again. Uh, I know that you and your wife, especially your wife, are, are massive Buffy fans. It's true. Uh, and I have no qualms with Buffy. I love Buffy. I grew up watching Buffy and Angel. I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. She was horrible. And I remember okay, okay. all these interviews. I, I'm just going to stop the, the, the slander right here. No. no, who, no, no, no. Who, who do you think gave the best the best voice performance and then your favorite voice performance? Best and favorite from He-Man, not from yes. Marvel no. stuff. Okay. Um, let's see. Man. Okay, I'll, I'll jump in with mine as you're thinking about it. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I thought the best, honestly, was probably Chris Wood as He-Man. He, he had the biggest shoe stepping into it because he plays the most iconic character who delivers the most iconic lines. I thought he did really, really well. But my favorite was Henry Rollins as, as Triclops. Uh, <laughs> of course it was. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course it was. No, but I, I think that my two favorites, uh, they're both my favorites, and I think they were also the best. But it was it was uh, Chris Wood as He Man and and Hamill as Skeletor. Yeah, Hamill's, Hamill's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Mark Hamill was great as Skeletor. Uh, um, that's somebody that understands voice acting. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know that some of these other people have necessarily figured that out. Uh, Griffin Newman is do, that his last name? Do you do you know what we know him from? Who? Griffin Newman. Oh yeah, the Tick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I he, know him he, from the How Did This Get Made just uh, three hour podcast. Uh, he played Orko. Yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't think he was that great, honestly. I thought he was okay, but he was uh, fine. I thought Stephen Root did a really good job as Cringer. Uh, Stephen Root, of course, has played a lot of roles, uh, but for voice acting, he was uh, Bill Dotry from King of the Hill. Uh, but and this is a lot of like. I love, even though he's only one live, Jason Mew still cracked me up as Stinkor uh, for his one uh, episode that he was in for the one scene. I thought that was funny. Uh, I like Dennis Haysbert as the original King Grayskull whenever they're in Eternia, uh, the heaven. Uh, I you've play. got Diedrich Bader. Yeah. Um, who's just incredible. 
But I thought also Liam Cunningham did it. He was really good at, at, at Man of Arms. And I like Justin Long as well, too. I thought he did a really good job as well. Instantly but, recognizable. Yes, voice. but but, but yeah. Liam Cunningham at Man, uh, as Man of Arms was really good, too. I'm glad you brought up Stephen Root, though. I'm glad that you, you named up that. Uh, Kevin Conroy's in this as Merman. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, like, just people who've been in the industry for a long time. Well, and it's really Tony Todd, yeah. who's Candyman. Yeah. I'm about to go see the new one tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn Smith is in this, like. There's tons of people. Yeah. So. Philomar. Okay. So what did you think of the ending of episode one? Because, like, that's when, like, the big, like, opening, like, inciting incident happens. Because you see the death of two uh, characters. He-Man and Skeletor, right? Yes. Uh, I was shocked. Me too. <laughs> like, not, not death, but, like, stabbed through the chest, like, yeah. with his own sword. Incredibly yeah. Incredibly visceral. Yeah. Incredibly, um unexpected yes for a five issue or a five episode series to to watch the two main characters that i'm most looking forward to seeing die instantaneously and then we cut episode two and basically the deaths of both of them have basically caused uh their land to basically just be decimated because essentially by destroying the crystal of Eternia, whatever it was, or i can't remember the name of it exactly it destroyed all the magic so without his protector and his main antagonist uh, this world has just become a desolate hellhole. Yeah. Is it strange to me that I find it off-putting that everybody is not only ripped, but incredibly ripped? I guess you, I guess you got to be hard to live in that world. You I will say, too. Incredibly hard. One, Jesus Christ, these guys are bodybuilders, every one of them. One thing I like about the world of Hemia that we don't see a lot uh, in fiction is the blending of, like, technology and magic. Which we don't see that. I thought it was fun. I haven't been to the He-Man universe in a while. But I love that we have, like, robots and, like, characters like Triclops, who's, like, I spin based on his reaction. But then we have characters like Skeletor and Evil Lynn, who are purely magic-based and, like, sorcerers. Uh, I just like seeing uh, that blend, which you don't see very often, in a world that's a more traditional, a fantasy world, too. Yeah, I really I really liked this. I was, I was kind of surprised by just, like, I just wanted to sign up for a good time. Yeah. And it really delivered. There um, were several just moments that, like, just I, I think about, like, every now and then, like, stand out to me. Like, whenever they're at the Triclops cult, and, like, I get to the duck, it's, like, limbs get torn, like, turned into, like, these instruments, like the buzzsaw, like, and all that. Like, he's being tortured and held against his will. Yeah. I'm like, this is, like, again, pretty metal for uh, something that's supposed to be a kid's show uh, as well. But, like, even though I think the original was a kid's show, I think the show realized that their audience were people who watched it as a kid and are longer kids anymore. Yeah, we're all in our 30s. We're, we're ready to see what yeah. really happened and yeah. what the next step was because it, that's where it ends is like, hey, it might be too intense for you yeah. kids. Like, we're going to pick it up. Also, like, Griffin Newman's performance, like you said, wasn't like the strong performance as, as Orko. But like, even though Orko was barely in it, you they did a great job making you feel for Orko as well too. Like his backstory about how his parents actually named him Oracle, but he couldn't say it right and like because he was a failure. I was like, Jesus Christ, like this poor guy. And even I came along to liking. incredibly heavy. I know. And I came along to liking Evil Lynn and like her betrayal at the end whenever Skeletor comes back for for the final episode. I was like, oh, man, I can't believe I should have known, but I can't believe she uh, betrayed uh, Tila. And she didn't, which was great. Yeah. Which was the whole fucking point of of everything. But she did go side with Skeletor again. Yeah, I know. uh, Which was the big twist to me. But I think my favorite moment of the whole series was was Skeletor in the sky. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. Skeletor yeah. in the sky yeah. with diamonds, baby. Uh, which is the very end, yeah. When when he gets the power uh, yep. of Grayskull. Uh, small he says, I have the power, the yes. power of Grayskull. Which, again, which is a power we that finally is from get, Grayskull. He-Man is largely powerful. absent from the series. We finally get him back. Yeah. And then his second death is even more brutal than his first yeah. death, I feel like. Why is He-Man dying so far? I don't far? know. Which is funny, too, because there's been a lot of like pushback, a lot of it from... Some of it from just old school Hemal fans. Some of it from like the far right and cell type people who are mad that like He Man is not like the main character of the series. Yeah. But I don't. I do feel like in part two He Man will make a return. I don't oh, think he, he make a Master make of the Universe series. Right. Yeah. I, I I don't think Skeletor gets the power of Grayskull and then Prince Adam just stays dead and like that's that. He He Man will come back in some form. And team up with everyone else, and defeat. I will say he made an incredible sacrifice to essentially leave heaven. Uh, this all makes that death more tragic. He left heaven to go back and try and restore eternity to, to yeah, what it was. You know what he's got to fall back on? Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but they told him if he leaves, he, he can never come back. Yeah, that's just what you tell kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like when you tell kids, you know, there's no Santa Claus. We all know there really is yeah, a Santa Claus. Of course, Claus. naturally. Like, yeah. he still comes yeah. down my chimney that, every single uh, trust year. Me, I watched that Vin Vaughn, Paul G. Mod movie. Yeah, I know what's Fred real. Fred Claus, yeah, Fred Claus. <laughs> <laughs> that documentary. That's <laughs> one of my favorite ducks. Uh, but yeah, like, for five episodes, we get a ton of deaths, a ton of violence. Yep. And deaths of like main characters. We get zero penetration, yeah. which is fine. <laughs> also, like smaller stuff. Fix that in series I too. thought the score by Bear McCurry was really good throughout the show too. I thought the score was especially strong for an animated show. But even smaller stuff, like I loved Teal's like character redesign after like Prince Adam died. You know, she changed her look, shaved off the side of her head. Like I thought that was a more modern look that worked well, and there was a reason behind it. Uh, based off just how the world has changed. That's interesting because right before this, you were like, man, she looks like a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really wish you had said that <laughs> and I could put you on blast. Uh, but no, no, I, I completely yeah. agree. Like the the remake from where she was before yeah. to after makes complete sense. And I have no idea when part two is coming out for this series, but I am looking forward to it because it's only, it's only be five episodes, so it's a quick watch. But also because part one ends on such a major hook as well, too. There's a big cliffhanger. Yeah. Like we talked about with Skeletor basically killing He-Man and getting the power of... He looks like a god in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. He's like all armored up and he's got like a 17 pack. Can you imagine like how Hamill's performance is going to be as Skeletor as a god? Uh, I'm... I am aroused yeah. thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, Triclops unfortunately has no chance. Let me Triclops should have teamed up with Evil in when he got the chance. If I could wield one single sword and then in my abdominal region gain like nine more abdominal muscles, I would <laughs> fucking do it. That seems like the well, greatest work. All you have to do is just kill the biggest hero on the planet, uh, then trick someone into going to hell for you, and then trick someone in going to heaven for you. And then trick someone in going to a, a magical forge for you. And then making sure that your lackey is long for the entire thing. I have a couple of questions for you. Do you think that uh, Skeletor did this as like a... Like, 
you know, quarantine's been long and hard as a goof. Everybody. <laughs> he, you know, he gained like the quarantine, like 20 pounds. And yeah. it was like, I really need to shave off some pounds. I think it was just a goof. I think he's just like, I'm just he's goofing. Like, He'd been, he, his, he lost his remote. His, he was stuck on true TV. So he had to watch 48 hours of practical Joker straight. Oh, and he's like, he's like, I want to goof on my friends. Fortunately, he realized that like the relationship between he and him were exactly friends. He misinterpreted it. Uh, but this is what happens. No. Uh, he f- he took the side. joke too far. He, he he really did. And Prince Adam was tonight's big loser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alex is a gigantic. Uh, what is that show called? Um, Impractical Jokers. Crane just make basketball. Alex loves Impractical Jokers, correct? Yeah. Uh, I recently tried hopping on the Impractical Jokers bandwagon. Made it through half an episode. Yeah, uh, stop watching. It was too intellectually deep for Matt. <laughs> He's like, hold on, get it. These guys have it. three friends. <laughs> I don't even say it. I. I cannot suspend my disbelief for that much. I'm, like, I'm out. Alex is an acquaintance of mine, and I have one other friend that I go see on the weekends. <laughs> okay, and that's it. So, let's start with what if? What do you rate on a scale of one to ten? Oh man, it's like a it's like an eight. It's really good. Yeah, I'm right there with you as an eight right now. But my opinion on the show could completely change based on how the episode because there's not necessarily any consistency from episode to episode. It's different writers, different directors for each one too, I believe. Uh, and I kind of feel like it could be like the what of comic books where there could be some terrible ones and could be some amazing ones. But we've seen mostly amazing ones so far. And and everybody shit on the the Captain Carter episode. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I thought the criticism was unfair of the Captain Carter episode. I completely agreed. I saw it was a five on yeah. like IGN or some yeah. shit, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm not looking forward yeah. to watching this." And then maybe, maybe because I knew that, I went in with such lowered expectations. Yeah. That I was beyond surprised with how good it was, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then Masters of the Universe uh, Revelation, I would probably give it like a six and a half. Yeah, I'd probably give it a seven, like the Captain Carter episode. I think. The the critical reception has been good. The the fan reception has been hijacked by a group of individuals with who, neckbeards. Yes, essentially. Uh, but I, I I'm more aligned with like the actual like TV critics on this. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And I will watch part two whenever it comes out. Yeah. After, Hopefully, who um, knows? After Yoga Hosers, this is the best rated Kevin Smith property. Uh <laughs> Well, I mean, technically, this is the newest Kevin. No, wait, reboot came out. Uh, I said best, not yeah. newest. I loved Yoga Hosers. Yeah, you're an idiot. That movie uh, was shit. Uh, this is coming from someone who has never worked at a convenience store in Canada. So, as a teenage girl, <laughs> so I really don't know if your opinion is valid on this. Yeah, but you also have never worked at <laughs> at. You don't know what I did in. on for like a weekend uh, in Saskatchewan on October. You've never 12th. even been to Canada. I've as been, far as I know. Yeah. You don't know a lot of things. <laughs> You're not, you could fill several books with things I don't know. Uh, anyways, next week we are uh, surprisingly talking about Marvel somehow. Uh, but we are going to be talking about... I thought we were going to be discussing like dips, like our yeah. favorite dips. Like I, Oh, I, literally when you said dips, I was thinking about the stock market, which I don't even play. Uh, so I don't know I don't what know my what, brain went there. I don't know what that thing is, but I was talking more of like veggie dips, like oh. sour cream and onion no, dips. No, it's like literally only salsa. Who gives a bad crap about anything else? If you're doing anything else, then you're just making a huge mistake. Well, Alex only eats like six foods, which is not mm-hmm. an exaggeration. Alex, tell everybody, uh, tell the people how you order your pizza. Okay. I 
do eat six foods. Those foods are cilantro, <laughs> coriander, <laughs> cumin, <laughs> white pepper, black pepper, iodized salt. Alex, how do you order your pizza? Is it sans cheese or is it sans sauce or is it both? No, he was asking if I just asked them to toast some bread for me and just send it my way. Part of me wants to like get that order. I want no cheese, no sauce, oh, no toppings. Well. I don't want it cut. So I just want it I th- toasted. I think your wife just posted something really hysterical, and I, I feel for your wife so much. And I'll have to come over and bring her a pizza and eat it with her sometime because you order pizza without cheese. Your children eat pizza without sauce. It's true. Correct? One child does. One child. Which? The oldest? Yeah. Oh, God. I know. You need to fix that kid. He doesn't like sauce, despite never having sauce <laughs> in his life. <laughs> that's some That's some weird shit that he's picked up from you. Anyways, uh, did we say our, our rankings for this? Yeah, we did. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're talking um, about what we're going to do next episode. Next week, we're yeah, talking about Shang-Chi. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And the legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Cock rings. Yes, I'm excited. I will be seeing this one in theaters because I have no choice. Yeah, uh, but I would. Talking. But I would anyway. It's um, an experiment, Alex. Yeah, yeah. I will. I guess I will be conducting the experiment by seeing this film. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really excited. I'm excited to see a Marvel movie in theaters. I'm excited to see, honestly, a new origin story for a character in Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's been, a, it's been a minute. Yeah. Who was the last origin story film that we had? Yolanda. But that's not, it's still a black, I'm trying to, it wasn't, was that Spider-Man? No. No, fuck Doctor Strange, more. maybe? Yeah. It had to have been Doc Strange. Or Black Panther, even, too. Probably Black Panther. Yeah, which one was first? I, don't know. I think it was Black Panther. Because Black Panther got nominated for the Best Picture. In, like, and, 2019, yeah. Yeah, I think. It had to have been yeah. then, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Figured it wow, out. that's crazy. Sorry, Chadwick. I know. Okay. So, anyways, uh, as always, you can email us at hingepointcomics at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, where we have not posted in a long time, but we feel like we should. <laughs> For Hingepoint Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. Uh, Hingepoint ain't easy. How dare you? <laughs> I'm Matt Golden. Hingepoint ain't <laughs> it's not easy. easy. It's not no, easy it's all about the delivery. You're just... You take years of practice. I did not go to Juilliard <laughs> for you to step on my lines. 